If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. And Rube, it's episode 31 of Viking 360, and fall sports are creeping upon us quickly. You know, Brian, it's going to be an exciting time around Ripley High School. A lot of a lot of things happening in this coming season. Uh, as far as cross-country is concerned, we have uh, one of the country's most uh, exciting runners in Tory Starcher. And you look at golf, Rube, they had a big win over Winfield last week, uh, led by one of their uh, top players in Davis Haynes. Uh, and then a lot of other good guys on that team that you're going to hear lots from and hopefully a few inter- interviews from as uh, this uh, next few episodes move on. And also uh, football coming off uh, a playoff season, and uh, we have an exciting team where uh, they have a scrimmage game coming up uh, this Saturday. We'll find out more about the team then, but they should be fun to watch. And girls soccer, interviewed him. You interviewed uh, their head coach last week, Coach Gandy, his daughter, Olivia, and then also Olivia Broom, a couple of really good players on that girls soccer team. And when it comes to boys soccer, the Vikings should also be very solid and very competitive. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking uh, boys head soccer coach, Coach Ross. Coach, uh, thanks for being with me. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate being here with you guys. Uh, It's an honor and uh, looking forward to this season. Coach, you're building quite a program uh, here at Ripley. You guys, year in and year out, have been excellent. You've been one of those teams that's always seemed to be in the mix uh, when it comes to the top teams in the state of West Virginia. Uh, talk a little bit about how you've built that culture and, and how you've gotten to where we are today. Well, that's a, a good and interesting uh, question. Uh, when it started, Jim Mahan called me to come down. I was at Parkersburg South. Um, and working with Major Ashton and the girls, and they were going to do away with the program down here. But kind of in a nutshell, we came down, um, took over after Bob Miller had left. And um, I think the biggest thing was change was confidence. I don't think uh, think Bob Miller did a fantastic job. Um, But I think a lot of things, I came from a bigger school, and it was bred in us that you're going to win. You know, at Parkersburg, you were, if you didn't win, you were going to find a way to get around what other obstacles were in front of you. Now, the first year, I probably upset some parents. I made the schedule as hard as I could because I feel that players play up to the level of expectation that they're, you know, faced against sometimes. And I know sometimes that can be negative. Uh, we won the first game that year, lost the next 18. You know, but out of those 18 we lost, there were several games that was a 1-0 loss, a 2-0 loss. Um, we did have a couple of there that wasn't pretty, Winfield and Parkersburg, I think like an 8-0. But um, I think that confidence is a big thing, you know, and I've seen in Jackson County over the years the sports programs, confidence, I believe, has come back. When I was teaching here and Victor Boyce and some of these other guys were walking the halls playing for Coach Marino in football, you know, uh, Brian Fillion, people like that, confidence was there. And I think that uh, – that was just something i'm not saying that it wasn't here but i think the seriousness and the commitment was lacking and that's one of the things i think that has really helped 
is uh, the seriousness and commitment to the programs, and not just soccer, but in all the programs. Talk, I was going to ask you about that um, schedule. Much like baseball, much like girls' softball, wrestling, you guys go toe-to-toe with the best in the state. And, and I've admired that from afar. I don't know a lot about soccer. I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm a little bit ignorant when it comes to it. But when I see your, your schedule, when I've seen little bits and pieces of some of your, your games, you're not playing cupcakes. And, and you mentioned, alluded to that a moment ago. When you beat teams like that, it can only build that confidence that you were talking about. And I think really over the culmination of a couple of years of getting wins, quality wins, and then you start to add quantity of those quality wins into the program, I think you can really see more kids are coming out. The kids that are coming out are expecting to win, like you said. And I think that's where this thing's really starting to snowball for you. No, I agree with you. I, um, I think that was, you know, that was part of the way I was coached at Parkersburg High School. And, um, you know, I never was – a lot of guys will laugh because I call it communist kickball, okay? <laughs> but um, even though I never probably would have even given soccer a second glance until I got involved in, in Parkersburg and then my oldest son started playing. But what you're saying about the wins is so true. I think that when the students realize anything is attainable, you may get knocked down, you may have to do it multiple times over and over before you reach that goal or – if that goal is not reachable, you've at least climbed on up the ladder to where you've enhanced yourself as a better person on the sports field as well in the school and as well as in the community. And, and you look at – I had a coach in college that told me football is life marked off in 100 yards. And I think you can apply that to any sport. You get knocked down, you get back up, you go again. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. You've heard all the, the sayings that go along with sports. But how do you see our kids growing, not only as student-athletes, but as people uh, in the community and in the classroom with their success on the field? Well, I think it carries over big time. Uh, one of the things that I've tried to stress to them, because I did sports in college as well, was the fact that, Academics is the number one priority. And I tell each team every year, you know, school comes first. But with that, discipline is developed. And it might mean that, well, I can't go hang out with my friends on this Friday night because I have tests to study for and I have a game tomorrow. Or I need to be ready for my game so I don't let my teammates down. Um, I think that part of it enhances these and prepares them for what is bigger than here at high school, and that is college. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I look back at my time, and, and that was certainly uh, a big part of making the person who I am now. Coach, tell me a little bit about the guys that you have out there now. Tell us about the the forecast for 2019, some of the kids that you're expecting to see big things from. Well, I don't have a crystal ball. We talked about this earlier. And of course, every year we've lost you no know, players. Uh, just an example to, to answer your question, you know, we had Sam Pearson Player of the Year for West Virginia. Uh, Davison Flint last year, you know, uh, fantastic player. And I could list players from the past, but I think what happens with our players now, you know, we have seven seniors this year. Um, key, very key player, Brody Boyce. Um, and, you know, Kai Greeley Fay, Matt Bowlby, uh, Eli Ross. I'm going to get sidestepped here. Sorry about that on my list. I don't want to mention anybody. Well, if we go with those and even the other seniors that we have, uh, Nate Williams, guys that have grown up playing soccer, and some of them do multiple sports, um, 
they're very gifted and good athletes. You know, some of them play basketball, some of them play baseball, some of them even kick for the football team or do something like that. And I think that versatility is, is very important. They have a drive. And last year's team, I think we were probably deficient on talent of what we had in the earlier years, but they got the concept that if we play as a team, and if a team is stronger than us and maybe has better passing ability, we have ways to counter that. But it, it requires discipline and team effort. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, our team leaders uh, and our captains will, will hold true to that. You know, uh, Kagan Jackson, he's very good on the defensive set. But I think the biggest thing is with my seniors, as well as a couple juniors, I can basically put them any place on the field. If, if needed and um, they're good role models they're good leaders and I'm very very proud of them and I don't know for 2019 I don't have a crystal ball uh, we could be in the same situation we were in last year you never know uh, you got to get through south and big reds first and then if you get through that then you're dealing with who either Cabell Midland Huntington Hurricane Spring Valley down that way but um, you know win the sectionals last year and uh, losing by one goal to Hurricane was a tough one but if we'd have won that one, we'd have been at States, you know. So we're hoping to try to repeat that, but there's no guarantees. So, Coach, finally, before I let you go, what would be your ploy to the Viking Nation to fill Death Valley Memorial Stadium to watch your team play? You need that fan support. You guys have earned it. You deserve it. How do we get the Viking uh, blue and white out there to fill the stadium? Well, and I think one of the things that they did, I know Mr. Hossaflick a couple of years ago had a, uh, a student night. The students at the high school got to come in, maybe a reduced cost or a free game. Any kid that was wearing in the community, a youth jersey was able to come in. And I think the support has grown. I know as well as everybody else, this isn't football. It's not basketball. Sure. You know, it's not an inside sport. Um, but we have picked up more and more people. But I think that, you know, one of the things that was impressive is when I see kids from the football team or the basketball team coming out to support their fellow classmates. Right. That's what's important, and I think, I think that's a that's a big factor right there. Is if we get these kids supporting each other in all their programs, I think we're going to see more and more fan base out there. Coach, thanks so much for the time. We wish you best of luck uh, this season, and we hope to catch up with you again sometime uh, during the mid mark of the season and kind of get a, a your thoughts and a and a uh, report card on how 2019 has been. I appreciate that, Brian. I thank you for having us on here, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed if we do our jobs as coaches and. Uh, these young men stay healthy. Hopefully we'll be in the same position we were. Thank you. Let's go Big Blue. And, Ruben, another part of the Viking program being in their 100th year of football at Ripley High School, the game programs are going to be really special this year. They really are. We're going to take advantage of that uh, that century of, of uh, Ripley High School uh, football. Even the cover is going to have a photo um kind of uh, mimicking the 1919 uh, football team with, with this year's senior class. We have a about a 12-page a, a special section within the game program, and we'll be highlighting uh, the various decades of Viking football. Some really interesting stories there, some uh, interesting coaches that were here through the years, and some great players as well. And we'll be, we'll be uh, uh, having stories about those and, and some photos also. Mike Rubin sits down with this Viking senior who puts the extra in extracurricular. I guess you could say our next guest on Viking 360 is a professional juggler. And on Friday nights, uh, he will be juggling being the field commander of the Viking marching band and also playing 
on the Viking football team. In addition to that, he is also the student body president at Ripley High School. Welcome to Viking 360, Trey Jones. Thank you. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your ambitions. You had uh, worked your way up in band and uh, were the field commander last year, I believe, and this year. Yes. Uh, tell us about that, why you wanted to be field commander, and what is it about band that is uh, attractive to you? Uh, playing music has always been a big part of you know my life. You know, I started all the way back out in fifth grade playing a trumpet, and then as soon as I got to middle school, Miss Hess was like, you're playing a tuba. And so I, I didn't have much say there. She was determined to have me do it, and so after that... Uh, first semester of sixth grade band I was playing a tuba and I and uh, throughout my middle school years she had me play with different uh, the different groups when they needed a tuba because they didn't have one uh, but music has always been something that I've enjoyed playing music creating music has always just been an enjoyment for me and uh, with field commanding it was just that further step that I could take you know I can I've always been wanting to be a leader and so that and being with the love of music and being that leader type person have, being a drum major just was that next step that I could go and grab and so it's just been a great experience to be the uh, field commander for the Pride of Jackson County. And, and Trey, what is the primary responsibility of being a field commander? I know it's a leadership role, but what is it that you do? Um, in real, in all actuality, there's not much I do because it's mainly the band that does everything. I'm just the person that makes them look good. I'm just, they make me look good because uh, I just mainly keep the steady tempo. I'm the one, if they get lost, I look up and see where they are in the music. You know, I'm just that forefigure of the band. That we, when we walk out on the field, we're the ones that everyone likes to look at. We're the, but, you know, in all actuality, it is the band who does all the heavy work, and we're just there for show props. All right, Trey, just briefly, tell us a little bit about this year's show. What do you have in uh, in store for Viking football fans this year when they hear the band? So this year, uh, the show is called Into the Light, and there's not so there's not a definite background story behind it. But how we've kind of like described it is finding your inner self, and you know, and the three songs that we have this year are Into the Light, Fanfare for the Third Planet, and Ascend. And this uh, you'll hear. And they're very fast-moving pieces, except for Into the Light. Ascend and Fanfare, they're really get-up-and-go. And then in the middle, we have that Into the Light, and it's just a very mellow uh, piece of music. And it, it's just going to be a great show. All right, Trey, let's switch gears a little bit, moving from band to football. And uh, while you're new to the Ripley High School football team this year, you are hardly new to the sport of football. And tell us uh, about your playing experience. Yeah, I started out playing and all the way back in C team. That was the first year I'd played. And I'd played all the way up through Midget League. And while I was in Midget League, I was given the opportunity to go to Tennessee and play for a national championship called the Battle for Rocky Top. And in that uh, tournament, we had won the championship. And I've got my little plaque at home that I like to look at every day when I get up. And uh, th that that is the highlight of my football career. I've never had a better experience playing those uh, then on the champ day of the championship, we played three games, uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and then we played this third game the following right after that second game. And I, let me tell you, that was that was hard. That was hard to play those two games back to back. But coming out winning that tournament was just. It was, I can't describe the feeling. It was just amazing to know that a little team from West Virginia can go and play these teams from all across the country and win the championship 
it was just a great feeling. And Trey, I know that uh, something that prohibited you from playing football, we had some ankle problems through the years. And uh, tell us uh, what that problem was and, and where it is today. Uh, so back in eighth grade, I was playing basketball on eighth grade night, and I sprained my ankle and didn't even get to, I played hardly at all on that night. And a couple weeks later, I was tripped at school and I had torn all my ligaments and uh, they had got so stretched out that I could just walk down the road and my ankle would twist and I would be fine but it was just that it was it was so hard to just do anything because it was so unstable all the time so my freshman year of high school I uh, had a ankle reconstruction surgery and they went in put all fake ligaments in and tightened everything up for me and I was doing good with that and uh, probably I don't know, eight months after that surgery, I was in lifting and a 45 pound weight was dropped on it. And the screw in my leg had broke and so they had to go in and redo the surgery. And the following year, my junior year, uh, I was having problems with again. I was, you know, getting ready, hopefully be able to do track. And then I was told that I had a bone fragment that was growing in the ankle joint that had to be removed. So they went in, took out the bone fragment, had to repair my tendon from where the uh, bone fragment had cut it, and then they had to redo the ankle surgery to put in those fake ligaments. And, and hopefully you have all of those issues behind you now, but uh, tell us where you stand now as far as your height and weight and what role do you look to play with Viking football this season? So now my height, I'm 6'4", and I weigh 295, and so what I'm looking forward to playing this year is strong tackle on the right side as well as nose guard on defense. Okay, and uh, this year's uh, senior class is particularly stronger again we think we had we said 21 seniors so what do you think what is the attitude on the team going into the season uh the attitude's great everyone's pushing themselves really hard in these two weeks of two a days everyone has just been tremendous as discipline and just working hard and with seniors uh, i've never seen a more group with better camaraderie we we've been you know most of us have played always since we were in midget league and some have just started playing in high school but we are as far as camaraderie that is the biggest skill that we have and possess as a senior class we we just work well together we're all great friends on and off the field and it's it's just great it's just great and trade uh, changing directions again uh, the student body at uh, Ripley High School selected you to be uh, their president. So why did you want to be president and what goals do you have as the president? So with me, when I started the, my campaign to run, I wanted to do something different at the high school. I wanted to change. It had been a really long time since there was a student body who really had done a whole lot and pushed for that change at the high school. And so this year, uh, the main thing that we're trying to do is have more inclusion with the student body. And and, you know, we're doing that. We're going to maybe try and do a birthday club this year. We're going to have, you know, some activities uh, associated with that. So, you know, everyone can have their birthday celebrated at the high school. Um, on some select games, we're going to try and have a discount price for students to get them involved. Um, the big thing that I'm really pushing for is to create a anti-bullying club. Bullying has been a problem that's always since the beginning of time. And uh, the past few years uh, with the passing of a couple students at the high school really hit hard. Um, one of the students was a really great friend of mine and uh, I had a really hard time with that. 
And, you know, that was when I first had that thing. Ripley High School needs to set the pace for getting rid of bullying. It has to be one of our number one concerns. And I think with getting this conflict resolution anti-bullying group started, that could be a great benefit. And with that, um, the recent group created Communities Against Bullying has also played a role in that by uh, members from the high school going and attending their meetings and hearing their input on what they think and everyone in the community that's given input. And we're trying to hopefully put all these ideas together and help reduce the amount of bullying that's taking place in our school. I think that's outstanding, Trey. And speaking of outstanding, you, you set your goals pretty high when it comes to post-high school plans. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, with uh, the past week I was in Virginia and I visited the Naval Academy and uh, I had been to some other colleges, you know, I had been to WVU, I've been to Marshall, went and saw a couple colleges in Virginia, but when I was at the Academy it felt like this is it. This is the place I'm supposed to come to and and it's, it, I, don't, it's I don't know, it's one of those feelings like you know this is what you're supposed to do. And so uh, I've been trying to get all this application stuff done, and that's a hassle. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. And so I've really been pushing myself to get here. And it's not the easiest thing to get in, but, you know, I'm really trying. And uh, one of the famous quotes from John Paul Jones is, I have not yet begun the fight. And, you know, and I have really looked at that, and I'm like, you know, that is true. I'm just now graduating high school, and I've got however many years God blesses me with to be on this earth. And so, you know, and that is the truth. And I've been looking for that as my forward motto to this. I have not yet begun to fight. Well, Trey, I want to wish you uh, good luck with your administration with uh, student council. Good luck with uh, the Viking marching band, the pride of Jackson County. And good luck with Viking football this fall. Well, thank you very much. Brian, we have a scrimmage game coming up on Saturday morning beginning at 11 o'clock against the East Fairmont Bees. And as a football player and someone who will be uh, announcing the Viking games this fall, what do you hope to find out at Saturday scrimmage? Well, Rube, I think it'll be interesting to see how we replace some of those seniors that uh, left the program uh, last year, most notably the quarterback position in Cyrus Casto. What a tremendous job he did there. And the school's all-time leading rusher in R.J. Evans. Uh, those are big shoes to fill. Uh, but I think Coach Motor has these guys ready to play. They trained really well in the offseason. And I think uh, uh, as time wears on, as these two scrimmage games uh, are upon us, I think you're going to start to see this team get their own identity. And it's going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be a very athletic squad, uh, fast. Uh, speed, I think, is going to be one of the main things for the 2019 Vikings. If they want to have success, they're going to need to utilize that speed. And uh, the second scrimmage game uh, starts at 5.30 uh, next Friday evening, and that will be up in the West Virginia's northern panhandle against uh, the John Marshall Monarchs. And, Rube, that game has really been a fun game over the last couple of years, just uh, even in scrimmage, and then we play them in basketball as well. That's kind of uh, – turn into a small little bit of a rivalry so it's fun it'll be good to see how our kids respond there as uh, they will be within one week of uh, opening kickoff and rube this week marks the 60th birthday 
in the 45th year of a very special Viking within the football program. You know, uh, he's not a Hall of Fame manager for nothing. John Paul, a, a true friend of the Viking, he spends a lot of time down there for practices and on Friday nights at games. Happy birthday, John Paul. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications. Thanks for listening to Viking 360. We'll see you around.